Chipping and roasting Yeah, that's what we do Set them up, knock them down Make that cherry glow Whiskey and cigars The gentleman's cologne Cheers, y'all. Sounds like a party, ladies and gentlemen, about to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally as the world-famous smoking and toasting. Jim was going to do the hi, Mom, I thought. Well, that's what I thought, too. I pointed, and I got nothing. I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. I wasn't briefed. It's our first show of a brand new year, so first of all, welcome to uh, 2024. Uh, 2024. We're actually recording this before 2024, so if that's we, right. you know, so if we survive, say next year or something, we're projecting uh, ourselves. Yeah, that's right. We're projecting <laughs> ourselves into next year, but we are going to talk cigars of the year, and we're going to talk them in one of the greatest places in the world to smoke cigars. I agree. Which is the famous front porch of our uh, uh, occasional uh, smoking and toasting guest host, Mr. Jim Heim. So, Jim. Thanks for coming. Thanks for welcoming us to your porch. This is wonderful. Anytime. Let's do it next week. This, this, this <laughs> is it. nice. If you catch me out here by myself yeah. smoking a cigar, I'll only live like eight minutes away yeah. from here. Your, wife's, your wife will say, Kim, there's some guy on the front porch smoking a cigar. <laughs> Just some homeless guy. Don't, don't worry about it. Uh, well, uh, I have spent uh, a number of wonderful evenings. Uh, on this very porch, smoking with Mr. Heim. In fact, that was that was uh, what gave me the idea when you were out of town mm-hmm. to see if Jim could come in and, and guest host because we just basically did what you and I would do, which is sit around and talk about Dude, cigars. A great and job! And- I really enjoyed that show, by the way. Thanks. Stop trying to take my spot. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I wasn't even starting to take it. <laughs> uh, no, it, it was great. It was great fun hanging with Jim. So I'm glad now we can all be on the show together. That's awesome. Uh, this is a, a, absolutely a, a wonderful thing. So uh, I have uh, lit up a cigar. I did this right before the show started. Uh, this is, and I'll do my best. Which camera should I show this to? That one? Uh, this is uh, w- one of my uh, Christmas gifts. Adam, our uh, Adam in the Sky, our producer, and my uh, uh, son-in-law gave me a uh, really nice selection of cigars. And uh, he worked really hard to try to find things I had. He thought I hadn't had, mm-hmm. and one of them was the new That's Rocky Patel. Because you've had a lot of cigars. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think about it, this, is show number three hundred and sixty-one. So just the shows, just the cigars for the shows. Yeah, that's, that's three hundred and sixty-one right. cigars. So that's uh, that's what makes it hard for me to call myself an occasional smoker on the uh, <laughs> uh, doctor's uh, office form, right? Yeah. How often do you have a cigar? <laughs> Does hourly At least qualify? Once a week. <laughs> uh, on the time period. That's probably exactly. more. Yeah. It's for work, doctor, so it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. good. <laughs> that's right. It works. Uh, only work cigars. But in any case, Adam did a nice job of getting me several things I hadn't had, and I was very anxious to smoke this one. And I can tell you from lighting it up already, I think it's wonderful. It's got a lot of rich, complex flavors. I'm getting some leather, some wood kind of a cedar note and it's just kind of morphing flavor wise as it goes and i've only smoked about a so half an when inch i of think it. rocky patel i think a lot of the um 
a lot of times I think of those nuttier flavors. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, like, earthy and nutty uh, flavors that I get in a lot of Rocky Patels. Absolutely love his stuff, and what a nice guy in the few times I've met him, too. So I think I've told the story on the show before, but I first met Rocky Patel many years ago. I was living in Boston at the time, and I used to go up to um, New Hampshire every once in a while to a place that was not too far across the Massachusetts-New Hampshire border called Two Guys Smoke Shop. And Two Guys had great selection and uh, they had a wonderful smoking room because after you drive up, that well, you want to sit and yeah, yeah, you know, sit enjoy and enjoy yourself. one, yeah. right? Uh, but they occasionally would do cigar dinners, and so I bought tickets to one of their cigar dinners. Went up and I am seated at this table, and up comes this gentleman. I didn't know who he was; hadn't seen a picture of him or anything before. But he introduced himself. It's very nice. He introduced himself as Rocky Patel. Now, I just because I read a lot about cigars, I happen to know that Rocky Patel was the guy behind the Indian Tobacco Cigar Company. Right. And uh, I said, oh, I, I, I enjoy your cigars. They were very nice to meet you. And he sits down and proceeds to tell me that he's done his last release as Indian Tobacco. He's about to start releasing cigars under his own name. And he reaches into his coat pocket and hands me a Rocky Patel Vintage 1990. Nice. With the band on it, but these were not out yet. And so I lit it and smoked it at the table and kept going on and on to him about what a great cigar it was. And he just couldn't have been any more down to earth. These days, he's more like rock star cigar guy. And I get it because, <laughs> you know, his name's become... Well known, he's become very involved in you know. He, he's uh, a little bit of the for, he's a little bit of the Van Halen of the cigar industry. He kind of is, yeah. yeah. He kind of is. So, but uh, but he couldn't be nicer. And we had him on the show in Vegas, if you uh-huh. recall. And he couldn't have been nicer then too, even though he was definitely already at cigar god rock star status. Well, and he was like point. in the middle of about sixteen different things that still took time out to do what we did. Yes, yes, that was which amazing, was, which was really cool. So we really like him, and I really like this cigar. What are you smoking there, buddy? Ah, so uh, this is a uh, Sencillo Black. Sencillo? Sencillo? Sencillo Black. It's easy for you to say. Uh, edition Limitada, Nicaragua, 2023. Mm-hmm. I just recently reviewed this cigar and gave it a seven. Nice. On the price to quality That's scale. good. I absolutely love this cigar. So I figured, you know what? I would bring this. Let me see the band on that. And look oh, how leathery I'm, and oily gonna, that thing yeah, is. Yeah, that looks too. wonderful. I'm going to have to try that it's out. Like chewy and delicious. Did you get that at the Casa? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to have to try that out. Jim, what are you smoking there, brother? One that you graciously gave me, the A.J. Oh, Fernandez. Do your mic. Oh, the A.J. <laughs> Fernandez. Rosa de Guadalupe. Rosa de Guadalupe, yes. Yeah. That's kind of the forgotten AJ brand. You don't hear as much about that. Yeah. 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 Love yeah. Keep that mic, yeah. I'm an AJ fanboy, as we all know, uh, if you're regular to the show. So I brought one of those for Jim as a, uh, a little holiday gift. So um, if if Cruz gives you you know four cigars, three of them are going to be some car- some sort of AJ blend. <laughs> well, and it's one because... of them will not be because he will consciously understand that he's given out three AJ Fernandez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't get four of my AJs away. <laughs> no, because what happens is let's and happen it happened you know over the holidays. I'm, I'm like okay, I'm going to pull together a little holiday bag for Ian. I got him some rum, and uh, I thought I'm going to pull some cigars. So I go to my humidor. Well, guess what's in my humidor? 
Lots of AJ, AJ Fernandez cigars, right? Dude, but look at how beautiful this is, and thank you. Yeah, yeah. Now, I oh, dropped well. off a bottle at the holiday party. You for certainly you. did, and you uh, allowed me to, to keep that bottle and take it home after the party was over. Which, I, oddly enough, was mostly full at that point. Too. Yeah, well, it's not mostly full anymore. So this Macambo, <laughs> we actually had this on the show. <laughs> it's no longer mostly full. This Macambo rum, we had this on the show uh, a year ago, I think. Yeah, about a year ago. Ish. Uh, this was a, a gift. Uh, my bottle of Macambo was a gift from my brother brother-in-law he just randomly i think I, I don't know if he did research or whatever but he got me and my wife this bottle and it was amazing yeah and i brought it on the show and you fell in love with it i immediately. went crazy for it immediately and, went out and bought a bottle for right. me at home smoking and toasting directly influencing sales i just finished my bottle of this yeah. about a week ago and was thinking, I need to get another one of those. And then here comes Santa Claus today well, with a bottle of it. This if is I'm, beautiful. If I'm going to buy you something for a holiday gift, it's likely going to be something that I think is wonderful. Yes. Right? Yes. And so that's why I thought, that's why I thought, I know you've had that before. It's not something new. But then I had Eagle Rare and before too, and, uh, <laughs> you and then I went to stuff it back in the uh, in the yeah. bag, and lo and behold, I couldn't quite get it in there because there's. Uh, first off, this is one of my favorite all-time cigars. Isn't that a great Master smoke? Blend yep. Churchill. From Oliva, yep. The St. Cristobal Revelation, holy cow. That's a wonderful cigar. Ah, the Room 101. Yep, yep. Muzzle loader. I haven't tried this. This is a new one for me, Brand too. I have new, not huh? smoked that yet. And then, of course, the Nub Connecticut. There's nothing wrong with a Nub. So I'd like to point out, none of those is an agent. I was just about to mention that. How crazy. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's happening. because Jim got the agent. Yeah. Actually, I, I, I was looking at my humidor going, what can I give Ian that I can bear to part with? <laughs> I, think that was, I think that was what was happening. And while you're on it, thank you very much for my bottle of plantation well, well, rum. See, yeah, so we did the we did the. Which one did you I get there? I appreciate that. I got the Isle of Fiji. That is one of the... Best rums, really it's amazing. Yeah. I'm I'm very excited. And one of the good things, and I, by revealing this, Terry, I'm admitting that I did not spend a whole lot of money on your gift. <laughs> but one of the things you will love about this bottle of rum is if you really like it, it's very affordable. And you will. And oh, you that's, will that's good. See, that's it's good. Very yeah, affordable. exactly. Yeah. That's good. That can put it with next to my. I got a second bottle of the bonded to to replace the one that I left for you <laughs> at the party there. So yes, yeah, exactly. Theme here. Now you wonder why I brought these guys gifts is because they left me bottles <laughs> at the party. I had, to, I had to reciprocate. That's what you do at the holidays, right? It's beautiful. Uh, Thank you very much. So we are going to talk about cigars of the year. The uh, the as of the time of the recording of this show. Uh, a big chunk of the Cigar Aficionado list is out of the Cigars of the Year for 2023, so we'll talk about that. Ian and I have made short lists of some of the cigars that we enjoyed the most yes. during 2023, so we'll get to all of that coming up. We'll also be uh, trying some beers, which we like to do on this show. I like uh, beer. From uh, Porter, Texas, and the Back Pew Brewing Company. I love that name, Back Pew. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I'm, we'll be trying I'm their... Christian. And I'd like to sit on the back, the back pew. Well, you'll love this. We'll be trying their Sweet Salvation Brown Ale. So that's uh, that's one to look forward we'll to. have to try that at church. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, from Westbound and Down Brewery, we mentioned these last week, and I don't know if we got a chance to cover the story or not. Westbound and Down is a Colorado brewery that has just bought two other craft breweries in wow, Colorado okay. with the plan to keep them open under their existing name. Making their existing Making beers, their existing they're just beers. going to operate them, keeping them from needing to be sold to a big beer conglomerate company. Uh, but Westbound and Down has a hazy IPA called Juice Caboose, and we'll be trying that. 
That's on the show. That's a good name. <clears throat> and then from St. Petersburg, Florida, Cycle Brewing. Uh, We've we'll had be, Cycle Brewing before. We'll be trying their Rare Dose. Or it could be Rare DOS. I don't know, uh, because it could be the computer operating system, DOS. Right, instead yeah. of DOS. DOS. I think it's Rare Dose. Uh, uh, which is their whiskey. Because it's just DOS. It's no E, right? Correct. So it's not, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. DOS. It's a whiskey barrel aged imperial stout, so I'm sure you won't like it. That's going to be the worst, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> okay, so so we have that to look forward to. And a uh, little spirit tasting. I, I saved this one for today's show because I knew Jim was going to be on, uh, and I know Jim likes rye. Uh, we're going to be doing Doc Swenson single barrel straight rye. It's a special barrel Picked exclusively for Specs, which is one of the big, you know, nice, shops yeah. here. It's where I shop most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, this looks like a very special bottle, and we'll uh, we'll be getting to that. Plus, we'll find out. Plus, we will be bringing you drinking news. Uh, drinking news is our uh, portion of the show where we bring you stories that may or may not involve drinking, but are definitely most and best enjoyed if you've been drinking. And on today's drinking news, our teaser headline. It's time to hand out some awards. So we'll get to that. Cigars to watch for. We have some of those to tell you about. And uh, an interesting new article about sodas, craft sodas to pair with cigars. Craft sodas? Yeah. Craft sodas are going to be great when you put alcohol in them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Do we have to do that? We already did our non-alcoholic beer blind taste test. Be be glad we didn't invite you for that. Don't worry, because I brought... um, uh, I brought palate cleansers that were alcoholic beers. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the the mirror, the, the inverse of what you normally would do, you know. But uh, but yes, the palate cleansers were wonderful, uh, and a few of the non-alcoholic beers weren't bad. Yeah, uh, three of them, as a matter of fact, it's, were actually it's okay. Become, uh, it's become a trend. Did we get into this last week? I know we mentioned it, but I don't know if I did the whole story about the Great Malort holiday controversy. No. Oh, yes. We talked slightly about it because yeah. they made a, 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 they stole a idea. They stole the, an idea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yes. So, Allegedly. Uh, yes. Apparently one of the bars, and it's it's further proof that people in Chicago are insane, but one of the bars that serves Malort had come up with an infusion version of it with candy cane, and the Malort people said, oh, we'll do that, and started doing it, and it caused this big row over a beverage that doesn't taste good no and matter how you all they wanted was acknowledgement. Exactly. All right, so we'll acknowledge them uh, when also, we, we get Also, we got a mystery beverage. Oh, yes, we do. We'll get to that right uh, right when we come back. You're checking out, smoking and toasting. Welcome to a brand new year. Welcome back and happy new year. It is smoking and toasting. We have made it all the way into 2024, or at least this is we will madness have by the time that this show airs. No one's right? coming to stop us yet. Yeah, and and that uh, was that. Nothing's going to stop us now. That really has to tick that one guy off. And if this world <laughs> runs out of lovers, and uh, yeah, we'll still have each other. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy what's happened this year already. Yeah. It, <laughs> I, will, I will say 2023 was less of a dumpster fire than the previous two, yes. three years, actually. But I'd like to point out that 2024 has started with Ian quoting Jefferson Starship. That's right. Not Starship. Not, yeah, not Not Starship. Jefferson Airplane. No, not Jefferson, Jefferson Airplane. Starship. You can quote Jefferson Airplane all day. I'm but down. Jefferson I'm down Starship, with that. To be very specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... And for the record, if I had a time machine and could go back in time 
and reorient history. If you could turn back time. Yeah. One of the things that I would do, would be on my list, is to go back and do whatever was necessary to make sure that we built this city on rock and roll was never was never recorded. (laughs) Are you Sarah? But you can hear the construction right now (laughs) from them building the city on rock and roll. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder if they are indeed knee deep in the hoopla. Those guys across the street definitely are. <laughs> They're definitely knee-deep in the hoopla. It's uh, good to know. Uh, speaking of the hoopla, Ian has brought us a mystery beverage I have. today. And every and time I bring a mystery beverage, you guys hate it. So oh, no, that's much, not true. see how much you no, hate this one. That's not true. I was pointing out before the show started that every time I bring a mystery beverage, it seems to be either clear or some really bright color and has a saccharine aftertaste. First off, I just want and you to Every notice. time Ian brings one, it looks like a barley <laughs> one. Just, just knows this thing. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Like, and wow. yeah, it gets better. Wow, that's almost like gingerbread and yeah. uh, um, 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 molasses. Very molasses. Holiday. <clears throat> yeah, it does have a very holiday vibe to it. It is yeah. very holiday. Well, it's holiday season. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's holiday. Wow. I'm waiting to see what you Ooh. think. That's like a that's like a graham cracker crust <laughs> on a holiday <laughs> pie is what that's like. Yes. Wow. I kind of dig it. Yeah. All right. This is Shiner Trail Ale. No kidding. Trail well, mix inspired ale. Ale brewed with chocolate, nuts, dried fruit, and natural flavors added. I get what you're saying now that you say trail ale, trail mix. Yeah. Trail ale. I, I yeah. was going to say. But I get a graham cracker and a chocolate in there. Graham yeah. cracker and a chocolate and nuttiness. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, uh, I tell you what, it really and, does. And, and on the finish, embody. almost a little saltiness. Too. Yeah, it does really embody that trail mix flavor. I kind it's of a pretty it. good beer, I thought. Yeah, uh, it, you know, you always want, when somebody makes trail mix, when they make it themselves, which a lot of people do, you always want to make sure they're including either chocolate chips or M&M's. That has to be in there. It's not yeah. trail mix yeah. without a little right. bit of chocolate. you got to have yeah. a sweet. If you want to get, you know, really wild, you can go with, like, those uh, M&M's with peanut butter in them. What are those called? Peanut butter M&M's. Oh, yeah. Peanut, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Reese's Pieces. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Mm. Be good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm telling you, Ian, that is, a, that is a very... Now, I don't know if I would want six of them. Like, you know what I mean? I think it's... No, it's a nice drink. It's, a, it's interesting. It's fun to share, too. And yeah. actually, about one bottle of it. Is about as far as you can go, I, because I've tried this. I had a six-pack of it. <laughs> about one bottle of it is as far as you can go in an evening. Yeah. But best if you split it at least two ways. Uh, I love it. Well, again, we talk about this a lot, that a lot of the, you know, those big bombers of, uh, of really interesting and intricate and big, big beers really aren't designed for you to just open up at home and drink by yourself. No, they're, no. They're meant to be shared. Me and my know? wife crushed a Pumpkinator last night. Oh, that's great. That's yeah, great. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Uh, speaking of love, I am still really enjoying the Dark Star. The Dark Star. And I assume you're doing all right with your... Oh, this uh, thing's amazing. We're going to yeah. talk about this cigar a little later. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we will also talk about uh, <clears throat> some cigars to watch for. And coming up in our next segment, we'll start with... The top-rated cigars of 2023. Uh, Cigar aficionado. Certainly, there are people who agree and disagree with their ratings, but there's no denying that they are probably the foremost authority 
when it comes to these things. You know, They're I get ones. along uh, uh, philosophically with uh, Cigar Aficionado on their ratings pretty well. Yeah, I think for the most uh, part. Every now and then I'll, I'll disagree with something, but for the most part, yeah. For the most part, if they rate it high, I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. So we'll get into that when we come back. We're on the famous front porch of Mr. Jim Heim, and this is what I like, man, just hanging out and smoking and enjoying smoking and toasting. We'll be right Indeed. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are enjoying all three of those things on Jim Heim's famous front porch. Uh, Jim, thanks again for uh, letting us come hang out here Welcome. And, and smoke. This is, uh, this is always a blast. So it's you know brand new year time, which means it's time for lists. They're going to be everywhere on television, and you're going to see... All kinds of all kinds of lists of everything imaginable, and I'm actually kind of a fan of lists. I like them. I enjoy them when they come out. I like going through them, reading them, agreeing, disagreeing, whatever it is that the, that is appropriate to do for um, for the lists that are involved. So I thought before we get into Cigar Aficionado's list, which at the time of this taping we've got the top 25, I think it is. Yeah, uh, and then they reveal. The, or, or maybe I'm messing that up. Uh, let me let me get this right. We've got the top ten, and then they will reveal eleven through twenty-five. I think tomorrow or something as of the time we're taping. So by the time this comes out, you can look on the Cigar Aficionado uh, website and see the entire list. But we got the top ten, and I figure that's enough. And we decided we would do our top three. And there's no real like restriction on this. It doesn't have to be a cigar that came out. In 2023, just has to be something that we particularly enjoyed and was memorable enough to make our top three list for this last year. I had to, uh, I had to think back through the year. Yes, it's only 52 different episodes, so you know it only mm-hmm. took you know a couple hours. Um, and I think what what were my favorites to go? So one of them was super easy. Okay, actually, yeah. most of them were super easy. Uh, but uh, but you this mean the AJs? <laughs> Anything by AJ. No, um, so I reviewed this just a couple weeks ago. This is the Sencillo Black uh, Edition Limitada Nicaragua 2023. This is one of my favorite cigars right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fantastic. The oily, leathery, toothy wrapper is fantastic. This is the uh, torpedo that I'm um, smoking right now. The burn is impeccable. The ash, everything about this thing is so good. Doesn't matter. Uh, and tell me the name of the cigar company again. Sencillo, S E N S I C I L L O. Okay. Sencillo. Yep. Right. Gotcha. I don't know how to say this, man. Um, okay. Because so I got to go buy some of those. Going, that's a big going, recommendation. It's it's so good. <clears throat> going deeper. I brought all mine, by the way. Oh wow! Isn't that special? <laughs> the Pledge of Allegiance from EPC. Uh, is outrageously good. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a pricey cigar. It's twenty dollars. It's unbelievably good, and this goes up on my list. Oh, by the way, that Sencillo is like eight dollars. No kidding. Maybe ten. I'm getting some on Maybe. the way home. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> this Pledge of Allegiance is like twenty dollars, and it's fantastic. This goes up on the list with the Placencia uh, Amafuerte. It goes on the list oh, with wow. the. Uh, Padron 45th, like this is that kind of Andalusian good. Andalusian Bull good. Andalusian Bull kind of good. Yep. Um, all-time favorite. This is not a new cigar, but it comes out with a limited release every year. <clears throat> the Arturo Fuente 
um, short story. This is the Hemingway series, yep, and this is the yep. Maduro version. Have you had the Maduro version? Yes, I've smoked a few of those. Yes. Not, not this year, actually. Yeah, they're so good. Like, this is just a little flavor bomb that takes about 30 minutes or less to smoke. It's unbelievable. Now, I know that's three cigars. I'm going to toss in an honorable mention. I had a feeling you were going to do this. This thing is fantastic. Um, and a little surprising because it's a bit of a vanity project. This is blackened. Mm-hmm. This cigar is great. This is the one that's the uh, collab between uh, the the uh, the guy that took over mm-hmm. from yes. Uh, he took over the black and whiskey from uh, Dave Pickerel, right. and I'm blanking on his name right now. And uh, James Hetfield. And James Hetfield. Yeah. This and it's made by Drew Estate. This is a fantastic it cigar. It really is. And in fact, that w- that would be my runner-up uh, as well. If I were going to do a number four, it's so good. that would be yeah. number four Great on my list. Cigar. Uh, so my list for the year, and again, I don't think I, one of these came out last year. I think the others are all yeah. uh, from from years before. And, and mine was in no particular order. It's just, yeah. it's just, I love all those. My number three was the San Cristobal Revelation, mm-hmm. which you have one yes, of in, have your, one uh, in your gift, so I, I hope you enjoy that. Uh, number two for me was the My Father... Jaime Garcia Reserva Especial. Yeah. That is just an amazing cigar. And I wound up this year, I think I got like a sampler pack or something that had one in it. And I loved it so much, I bought a box. So this year I was able to enjoy that across a number of months for a very long time. I love that. Really love it. And then uh, my number one for the year uh, was this year's or, or 2023's new release from AJ Fernandez, which was the New World. Dorado, and yeah. I reviewed the Robusto on the show, and that's just a spectacular cigar. And just when you think this guy's done so many blends, like how is he going to come out with something else? He manages to do it, and uh, I'm always, <laughs> always amazed. So those are my uh, top three. But the M81, yeah, that should definitely be on. Yeah, that on, gets the honorable mention. Like it's so good. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, now, Jim, I don't want to put you on the spot because we didn't ask you about this before the show. But is yeah, there really any putting me on the yeah, spot? I, know. Well, no. I have a terrible memory, but I have a camera where I take pictures. Oh, okay. So oh, he's he's like going back. He's like, all right. Yeah, yeah I got it. See I got that? it. Yeah. I mean, I smoke a lot of Roma Craft cigars. Those are great. I, mean, I remember you talking about Those that. Yeah. Cro Magnum is so yeah. good. Yeah. But I, I like the Candela that they make. Oh, nice. It, it reminds me of the old uh, Camacho Candela that came out for a while. Did you ever smoke that? I, I, I haven't remember had the, Camacho, the Camacho Candela. But uh, I've it's had the, years, the La Polina. Have you had that one? That's a nice Candela. I have not. The La Polina is one of the better Candelas I've had. Candela is not so popular anymore like they were in the past. Apparently, at the beginning of the 20th century, that was the cigar. That was the wrapper, yeah. That's that's correct. And uh, anyway, Camacho came out with this great Candela, uh, I don't know, 15 years ago maybe. And they weren't very popular at the time. Later, Candelas became a little more popular. Mm -hmm. Alec Bradley came out with one. Rocky Patel had a very good one that I can't yes. find anymore. Rocky Patel reason. had one that was a barbershop pole, yeah, right? I, that yeah, was I a, remember that. This yeah. was just a Candela. The pure Candela, right, right. Yeah. And I'm probably talking too much about the Candela. But it's, yeah, no, it's okay. Top of my list, I was smoking one yesterday, one of the Roma Craft, because those Roma Craft are smooth and creamy smooth. Love it. Uh, I'm going to pick just, one of those up. They're the closest of all of the Candelas that I've tried that are like that old Camacho. Love a lot that. of power, but yeah. creamy smooth. 
Yeah, Candela is one of those funny things. I've had some Candelas that you can kind of—they're like, okay, well, we just made a Candela. But then there's a, that, like I said, like that Lopalina one when you try it, it's like Where, that. That's a well crafted. That's like that and a well blended cigar. Too, right? Yeah, that's a great brand. Of yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let me give you the top ten from Cigar Aficionado, and this is always a big deal. Our uh, our friend Alan Denny, who's been. Uh, in the uh, cigar business in industry, various, yeah, yeah. Uh, various spots in the industry, talked about working for EP Carrillo the year that the EP Carrillo was at the Pledge. Which one? Oh, the Encore. It was the Encore, was the yeah. Encore, when the Encore got was cigar the of the cigar year, of the number year. one. And he talked about how suddenly they could life not changing. Keep it yes. Yeah, life changed for EP Carrillo. That was such a big deal. So these ratings, while they're just interesting to people like you and me. Uh, to some people, they're life-changing. Yeah. So, uh, so let's see what the top ten were. And again, as of the time that we're uh, recording today's show, the uh, 11 through 25 haven't come out. But by the time the show is posted, you'll be able to go online and look and see. But we'll go over the top ten here. Number ten is the El Pulpo Bellicoso Grande, which I have not had, I haven't had that or either. seen mm-hmm. anywhere. It's the only one of the cigars on this top ten list. That I was just absolutely, completely unfamiliar with. Even a number, a couple of these I might not have smoked. I at least know of them. You know, I've seen them in stores. I've read about them. So I must find out more and try the El Pulpo, P-U-L-P-O, Bellicoso Grande. That's number 10. At number 9, a cigar I've enjoyed a number of times this year. Uh, the La Aroma de Cuba Mi Amor Bellicoso. So I almost just put on my list, I almost just put Aroma de Cuba as a blanket statement. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, yeah. so good. So good. Yeah, that that you almost can't go wrong. And in fact, they have a five-pack sampler that you can find at some of your uh, cigar shops. It's in one of those humid packs. Uh-huh. Buy it. It's You get all the cigars for... A great price, and they're all just yes. fantastic. So, and they'll still great in those humi packs, by the way. Yeah. So glove box style. Oh yeah, 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 man. And then I save the humi packs and use them like mm-hmm. uh, later for traveling and stuff. Mm-hmm. You just want to throw something in the car. Uh, number eight on the list from Cigar Aficionado, and I find absolutely no fault with this selection. The Alec Bradley Prensado Torpedo. Yeah, Prensado is real good. Is a fine, fine cigar. Jim, I see you nodding, Jim. Are you? Well, you're I'm up fami- to. I'm certainly familiar with that brand. <laughs> mm-hmm. I smoke a lot of. A lot of the Alec Bradleys. Well, I like Alec Bradley. Uh, they're they're great. Cigars. Yeah, the Magic Toast and and quite a few others like they're. Number seven on the list, Ian. What you got? The Blackened Cigars M81 by Drew Estate ah. Corona. So okay. Uh, so yeah, glad to glad to see it made the list. It, it deserved it. Yeah. Because you know, listen. I'm always suspect of things that have a celebrity tie-in. You know Yes. That. Uh, but in this case, both the whiskey mm-hmm. and the cigars, top-notch Yeah, products. fantastic. Absolutely. The first Cuban makes the list at number six is the Partagas Siri P, uh, number two. So if you can find one, smoke it. I thought the Siri D number four was like just a... Constant part of the list at all yeah. times. Well, this is the Siri P, right. not the D, so uh, a little bit different. At number five on the list, EP Carrillo makes their annual return to the list EPC's with the Allegiance Confidant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegiance. There was a lot of talk, a lot of 
a lot of noise about that cigar this yes. year when it came out. So they did the pledge, and now they did the allegiance. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they did the pledge of allegiance, which was on my Yes, list. that's right. At number four, the Rocky Patel ALR Second Edition Toro. Yeah. Now, I've had ALR. I don't know if it was a second edition or not. I'm trying to remember. But I will tell you this. This cigar could be a candidate for the 2024 list. Dark This is a really, really good cigar. And thank you, Adam, uh, for the Dark Star. This is, I I just like the name. Rocky, I am your father. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But the ALR, second edition Toro, is the Rocky that makes the list for this year from Cigar Aficionado. And it comes in at number four. At three, I know you're going to have a big problem with this one, Ian. The Oliva Serie V Milanio Toro. That's Dude, just that's such an amazing. That's cigar. such a go-to. And I find me. myself thinking, why didn't I have that on and my list? I put, you know? I, I, I had the one thirty-fifth on my list, and I thought, you know what, I can't have it on my list every single year. Mm. I mean, I guess I could, <laughs> but I figured I'd give someone else a chance this year because that one thirty-fifth is amazing. I just discovered those mm. and bought a box of them. Oh, a friend of mine gave me one. A guy that doesn't smoke cigars. Somebody gave him the cigar. And so he gave it to me. He said, "Well, I know you'll like, you'll enjoy it." So I smoked it. That is a fan. You had the yes. same reaction I had. I smoked I mean, one. I bought a box immediately. I did. Yeah. I, I immediately got online and, and bought. They're one. not even outrageously priced. They're not. No. And they're that's great. a limited edition, right? They're very well. So originally, what happened? So when they first came out with that size, um, uh, uh, Trenton. Smith uh, is the Oliva rep. He happened to be on the show that day. We were doing the show at um, Stogie's, and uh, he got a text right before we started the show saying, hey, they had something new coming out, and bam, announced it on our show that day. When it came out, he had just, like, days before got a box of them, gotten a box of them. Where's my English? Um, and happened to be on our show when we did our show at the uh, at the Briar Shop. Yes. And he had them on hand, and then immediately I uh, I called a buddy at a cigar shop. I was like, "You got to save me a box as soon as you get it." And uh, and then they sold them out so fast. They said, "We're going to put them in regular production right. a year later." And that's that's now you can get them, and it's fantastic. It's worth every penny. I just like to mention though, and, and they're we, not expensive. Ten dollars. We knew mm-hmm. this was a potential problem though. Uh, because almost every time we have uh, Trenton, who's a wonderful guest, great guy uh, from Oliva on the show, uh, one of us will mention, and rightfully so, how amazing it is that Oliva's cigars are as affordable as they are. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And a couple of times I've said, you know, we may need to stop saying that because they to, may not get the to. wrong. Uh, and I just saw the headline today. Oliva's raising their prices for 2024. <laughs> like, uh, you know, they put it off for so long. Yeah, they put it off far past everybody else. It. I maybe, think we shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't. Saying it yeah, in front of him. Exactly. Never, exactly. never tell Trenton that. All right. The Oliva Serie V Milano Toro is number three. Number two, the Padron Serie 1926, oh, number 48. Yeah, Maduro. that's classic. Yeah. It's it really, it's, it's just hard to go wrong. And the number one spot is taken. By a cigar that is no, or, or a cigar brand at least, that is no stranger to the number one spot on the Cigar Aficionado list. Although I think it has been a number of years since they landed at number one. Uh, Arturo Fuentes, Fuente Fuente Opus X Reserva de Chateau. Oh, yes. Is, uh, is the cigar of the year, the number one for 2023 for. Cigar aficionado. Now, go go buy admit, them now. You'll never see them yeah, again. <laughs> I don't smoke a lot of those because I just feel like 
I, I, I hate to, I hate this to sound this negative, but I feel like they're overpriced because they're in such demand. I just feel like I can get so much more cigar goodness for what that Opus X is going to cost me. Not that it wouldn't be outstanding, because it would, but it just doesn't seem like a smart cigar investment. It's, it's Maybe a, I'm wrong. It's, it's a uh, special occasion cigar yeah, thing, I, I think. I think you're right. And I have a few other special occasion cigars in my humidor that I haven't smoked yet, so... Um, Maybe once those meet the flame, I will uh, <laughs> I will uh, uh, get me one of those uh, Fuentes. But number one, congratulations, Arturo Fuente. And we yeah, got to take Fuente. a break. Uh, we will be right back at Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And we're so glad you're things. here. Uh, you, know, you know you're having a good time. When you're on Jim Heim's famous front porch and you're smoking and you're talking about cigars of the year and you forget to do the beer that you were supposed to sample <laughs> in the segment. That's what we did. So let's get to it now. Ian, you poured this at the beginning I of did. the last segment. This is from Back Pew this Brewing. Is Sweet Salvation Brown Ale from Back Pew. Yeah. Uh, and they're made in Porter, Texas, not too far, uh, not too far away from here. About Thirty miles north of here. We like to describe this brew as a paradox in a can. It's a brown ale with the Porter's qualities. It's light, despite a dark color. It's complex flavor, uh, and its complex flavors craft a simple character. Give yourself over to the sweet taste of coffee and chocolate, balanced with the nutty notes of roasted grain. So, right at the second, you said coffee and chocolate. The sip I was taking it it? hit yes. my palate, and it was all about yeah. coffee and chocolate, yeah. and wow. So this definitely drinks like a brown ale, but the coffee and chocolate feels more like a porter. I love, think? I love yeah. Back Pew because uh, they, they have their um, their uh, Bach. It's called Seder Swill. They have... Uh, they have quite a few beers that are just a little left of the normal, mm-hmm. you know, and I like that they do that. It's a lot of fun. Um and this is one of those. It's it's got that roasty finish, like you get on a good brown ale. St. Arnold's brown ale was one of yes. those like that. Um, and it's and uh, unfortunately, it's not around anymore. You get that roasty. Was it the brown dog? What was that called? It was uh, well, it was brown ale for a long time, and then they called it. It was a dog. Somebody's thing. dog. Yes, uh, but um, scruffy. <laughs> Scrappy Doo. Scrappy Doo. <laughs> he ruined he ruined brown ale for everybody. <laughs> but this no, no this is this one sets a new standard for, for brown ale. Yeah, yeah this, I think this, so. this is quite this is much more complex. Quite good, quite mm-hmm. drinkable and some complexity to it. So, no. And they're right, it's a little lighter on the palate, it's a little lighter mouthfeel than you would normally get. But it's I will really admit good. that I was initially a bit put off from Back Pew Brewing. Because the first beer of theirs that I tried was their IPA, and it just, I didn't really like it all that much. But once I tried some of their other, and I'm an IPA guy, so maybe I'm just too picky, I don't know. Usually I like everything IPA. But for whatever reason, maybe it was the day. They, they missed on that one. They missed on that one, or I missed on that one. Maybe everybody else likes you know, it. But uh, when I've tried their other beers, they've all been outstanding. Every, every brewery has its personality. And I don't think when I think uh, back pew, I don't think IPAs at all. I think I think the brown ales and the like. Like I said, the Seder Swill right. is one that, uh, and I think those style of beers. When I think back pew, when I think IPA, there's a lot of other breweries in town that I think 
that's just what they do, you well, know. Well, and and you're absolutely right. And it but you got to have one, right? I was going to say it could be that that's just they don't have the same kind of interest in IPAs as say. Um, but then they're putting out know, something this good, whereas a lot right. of breweries who IPA is their thing when they put out a brown or a darker ale, it, it feels kind of phoned in. Mm-hmm. Well, you know? I was just going to say maybe it's just that that's not where their passion is. Right. I mean, if you ask a great jazz musician to write a potentially number one pop song, they might not write the best pop song, but they might be a much better musician. It's, it's going to be complicated. The, right, right, exactly. Kenny G. <laughs> but but you, you know what I'm saying. Like It could be this IPA is just not really their thing, but they right. kind of needed one. So yeah. they, well, you uh, have to have one. Like in, today's, in today's beer market, you have to have an IPA. There's and, no way. Yeah, unless you're brown uh, ale, Klaus, then, then you don't. Unless you're Klaus. <laughs> and then that's, dude, that I love their... Um, <laughs> Their uh, their attitude with that, yeah, like yeah. it's German style beer. IPA is not a German style. This is what well, we do. I will tell you this: this may be one of my favorite brown ales. It's ever. really good. It's I'll, really I'll really delicious. That, yeah. It's just uh, it's just a a good a good cut above. I think most brown ales I've ever had in terms of complexity. But as Ian said, it's still very drinkable. Very good. Yeah. Very very, good. very easy to go. So. Big time uh, yeah. congrats. Dude, yeah, uh, absolutely. Fantastic this beer. Is, this is good stuff. And you know what? I need to go back and try the IPA again because I might really like it. Sometimes it's just where you, know, you the, are. And the, the IPA bad kind of faded mm-hmm. uh, a little It's bit. backed off, yeah. yeah. It has. It has. It, we've all, we've all kind, of, kind of like with cigars. You know, when you first start smoking cigars, you're looking for robust, Maduro, you know, Churchill's. And then after you've been smoking a while, you develop your palate, you start backing off of that to a little bit milder cigars, maybe a, a high mediums, you know, cigars that are a little less robust. Yeah. With, with more complexity. To right, it. right. Indeed. Yeah, well, more, more nuanced. You know, a lot flavors. of cigar OGs uh, really kind of poo-poo the cigar boom from back in the 90s. Because, oh, the, the cigars weren't very good during that time, and there was too much demand. And but what happened was... When the boom settled down, there wound up being a lot better cigars and more of them available to the aficionado because of the demand that had increased and the care that had gone into planting tobaccos for the future. And I think the same thing happened with IPA. There's more IPAs out there now and better IPAs because of the IPA craze, even if it has slowed down. Speaking of IPAs, we're going to sample one from Westbound and Down Brewing, and we'll get to that coming up. It's Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back. It's hour number two of show number one for 2024. Uh, it's smoking and toasting, and it's actually what did I say? Our 300 and 61st, uh, 61st show, if you can believe that. Madness. That's, yeah, that, that kind of is madness, actually. If you think about uh, every now and then, I pause and think about how many beers that is. You know, <laughs> times three minimum. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Exactly. There's there's uh, a few shows where we have more than three, but in this case. We have at least three, and Ian's pouring one now from a brewery in Colorado called Westbound and Down. And we mentioned this uh, a little bit last week and talked about it earlier in the show today. But Westbound and Down uh, Brewing in Colorado has recently purchased two other Colorado beer makers, Aspen Brewing, which I think you've probably Mm -hmm. heard of, and then Capitol Creek Brewery. Uh, And they have, uh, uh, both of those were owned by uh, High County, uh, High Country, rather, High Country Brewing LLC. An investment firm that acquired them 
uh, a couple of years ago, and then uh, now they're being sold back to actual brewers instead of uh, financial investors. What, and this is a positive thing. thing. Let's buy a brewery and let them do what they keep doing because they're doing it well. That's madness. Well, who, who here's, thought of that? Here's my favorite thing about this. They whole obviously don't have Anheuser Busch backing that. They obviously don't. My favorite thing about this whole transaction is in, in this article in the Denver Post, it says, and I'm reading this verbatim, for now, Westbound and Down will keep both breweries' identities and continue to build on the rich brewing tradition that these two brands have established in the Roaring Fork Valley. So, love that. Absolutely. Have you tried this beer yet? Not yet. I've been uh, telling you about their acquisition. A brewery with deep Colorado oh, roots no, that aims to infuse awesome. the spirit of the West into everything we create. Always wow. consistent, expertly balanced, with a strong commitment to quality, elevating adventure since 2015. So, you know what this reminds me of on the nose? You ever get any of that concentrated orange juice uh, in, in the little round canister, right? Yeah. And so, the way you make it is you take... you. Take the Peel end off, it, right. and, and then you dump this f- semi-frozen lump of concentrate into the pitcher, and then you add water, and you stir it, and you kind of thump it uh, until it finally dissolves. This on the nose smells to me like what that frozen can smells like when you first take <laughs> off the oh, end. Wow. I mean, it is yes. so this solid is, yes. orange juice. down yes. juice caboose, <laughs> yes. hazy India pale ale, <laughs> coming in at 7.2% alcohol by volume. Um it's pretty darn Gentlemen. good. Wow. Yeah. yeah this is ghost in the machine good. good. Yeah. This is this is really, really it's outstanding. It's got body. It's got it's got a roundness right up front, uh, a fruity and sweet roundness you know, right up front. It reminds me a little it, of fruity pellets. Remember yeah, fruity pellets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's got a, a real sort of a concentrated citrus to it. It's not just that it's got a little bit of an orange juice. It also has, as you said that, it also has a little bit of a cereal, uh, like breakfast cereal uh, uh, flavor to it as well. I'm, yeah, but you. I'm not it's getting like, King Vitamin. I was gonna say. Like, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Do you remember King Vitamin? No, I don't know. Oh, that, that was a breakfast cereal. They, uh, I even remember the jingle from when I was a kid. King Vitamin, have breakfast with the king. <laughs> I don't know that one. You've never heard? You totally really? lost no. me. Wow. Sounds like, sounds you, like it was you, trying to be healthy. Jim? Uh, I'm drinking this for breakfast. Okay, <laughs> but you but do you know of King Vitamin, or we, am I on an island here? changed his daily regimen. <laughs> <laughs> no, more, no more bacon and eggs for me. <laughs> well, this I is mean, really wonderful. All obscure former cereals aside, it's really, really wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I could have gone with crunch berries. I could have gone with a lot could of things. Vitamin right. it was. I don't know why that popped into my head, but they, it was a real thing. I promise. Uh, yeah, I don't know about you. Please, please, someone email me st at rfcmedia.com. Someone email me and tell me that my brain did not make up King Vitamin <laughs> and the King Vitamin no, song. You had, you had an interesting legit. childhood. Yeah. It sounds legit. <laughs> you spent a lot of time the, by yourself, to right? To say the least, <laughs> yes. It also sounds like one of those that they were like, well, you know, nobody really cares that there's vitamins in the cereal. We need to we need to get on with Fruity Pebbles. Right. <laughs> Lucky Charms. Count Chocula. <laughs> yeah. Sugary sugar puffs. Well, uh, back to the beer. Fantastic. No, it's delicious, yes. Absolutely fantastic. It's what you expect. Wonderful. You know, yeah, crazy yeah. enough. Fruity, yes. It's just lovely. Right. And crazy enough, it doesn't fight with the cigar. It's Which is interesting. Now, I think because the hazier, and as an IPA guy, 
the hazier and juicier it is, the more chance you have that it doesn't fight with the cigar. But the more West Coast style, the things that have got a little more hoppiness on the finish have a tendency to fight I with I think cigars. a lot of times it is that finish, that palate wrecking kind of uh, finish. You know, you don't smoke cigars. And, and I enjoy and that stone. kind of IPA, but I have a tendency not to drink them when I'm smoking. Mm. I'm not going to let any beverage fight with my cigar. <laughs> I like the way Jim thinks. I'm just not going to do it. He's got a very straightforward way <laughs> yeah. of going about. Things. I know he's 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 kind of cut and dried, and I like that. It doesn't have to be doesn't have to be all that complicated. Doesn't have to be funny. Yeah, it just has does, to be just does what it does. Doesn't even have to be complicated, right? <laughs> oh man. Well, I'll tell you, um, this is a a wonderful experience being here on the front porch. I know we've talked a lo- talked cigars a lot today. But the reason for that is we're all enjoying ours so much. That's true. Now, when you sitting sit here out and, here on your own, do you find yourself, you know, as you're getting older, like wanting to yell at kids, get off my lawn? <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a, a, a whole cadre of people that walk their dogs past our porch here, which is very close to the sidewalk. Uh-huh. Right? And so we always wave. And so we're, I'm kind of a fixture out here. I'm, all these new people moving into the neighborhood and walking their dogs and everything. So a lot of times I do have to remind people to pick up their poop. Yeah, hey, buddy, you left something there. Uh, my, uh, no, no, I'm kidding. They're all very nice. <laughs> my friend uh, my friend Dave, uh, who has been on the show before, Dave Murphy, um, he had a sign he used to have in his yard back when he was uh, um, had this big yard that people would walk by in his uh, neighborhood. And the sign said, I know who you are, and I saw what your dog did. <laughs> that seemed to be a bit of a deterrent, actually. Just put it in your brain a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. dogs poo. It's one of the things they do. They bark, and they poo. Yep. Uh, and if they're not doing those things, your dog is having some issues. Yeah, it's 100%. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, but, you know, I, as a dog owner, if I'm walking my dog and, and my dog poos on someone's yard, you just pick it up. Mm-hmm. You know, just you have poo bags. It's pretty yeah. easy. Yeah. yeah, but what what do you do when you forgot the poop bag? That is a quandary for all time. And you that come ha- back. That, yeah. that happened to me one time down the street, <laughs> and the guy happened to be out on his porch, and my dog took a dump right in the yard. Reasonable size. Oh, and he's like sitting yeah, there. It was uh, slightly embarrassing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he 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 walked out there and he goes, "So you're going to pick that up, right?" <laughs> And I'd forgotten my poop bag. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to pick it up later. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> and I did. I I'll back. be back for the poop. That's, that's the right thing to do. I'm yeah. lucky. I live in an apartment, and they leave poop stations, poop bag stations around. Oh, yeah. So they mm-hmm. just fill those up all the yeah, time. we actually have some of those, yeah, those in are the great. neighborhood. I, oh. I should probably get one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, one of the things about smoking and toasting is... Eventually, at some point in the show, we always manage to get to poop. It's you know, it's still funny after all these years. Yeah, you know, well, you know, a lot of times when you uh, do your pre-light stuff with your cigar, and you want to mm-hmm. you know, kind of smell it, just like yeah. you do. Oh, there can definitely be. When we say barnyard, we kind of mean manure. <laughs> you exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We kind of mean manure. So, makes sense that we're talking about poop. <laughs> well, and let's let's face it, the best and richest soil is poop heavy. Yes, well, and that's what grows the best tobacco. 
to make the best cigars. It's uh, my uh, same friend Dave. I don't, I don't know a lot about the fertilization process for, with tobacco. Yeah, uh, well, it doesn't necessarily involve walking your dog, but it is. Uh, uh, but uh, I, I will say this to to name check my friend Dave again, second time in this segment. He has a uh, a book, like a kid's book, uh, in his bathroom at his house that I really want to get a copy of to put in mind because it's awesome. Is it's it, got illustrations and stuff. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. Everybody Are you familiar with the book? I bought that for my sister's kids because that's hilarious. It's it, it, not only hilarious, <laughs> but it's educational as well. Yes, it, and it's not like. It's not like a joke book. It is hilarious, mm -hmm. but it's oh, yeah. not like a joke. It's I mean, they have a whole like thing. I mean, everybody knows Elmo, but do you really have the Elmo learns to potty video like I did for my kids? <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh. Elmo's dad helping him out. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I uh, I, m I must confess, I've never gone. Elmo there. just got real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it cuts across class lines. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, keep an eye out. There's a woman walking her dog through your yard. Keep an eye out. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of new folks in yeah. the neighborhood. I don't know them, but Get we off always my wave. lawn. <laughs> yeah, I actually did that once, by the way. Uh, I, I had, when I lived in... Uh, yeah, but your lawn is Discovery Green. No, but but when I, when I lived in the suburbs of Philadelphia, I had a, a house on a corner lot, and people liked to shortcut the corner oh yeah right yeah and and i remember being out on the porch doing something and watching a couple of young people doing that and i actually said the words were out of my mouth before i realized no, you i had said no. hey no. get off my lawn at least i didn't say you kid how long ago was this oh this is like this, 20 years this was the moment you turned old it was it was no actually actually the moment i turned old happened a little bit before that it was the first time that i dropped something and i leaned over to pick it up and made a noise <laughs> that that was when I officially turned. And then, on. as you stood up, your back went pop, 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 pop. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> For me, I think it was the first time I walked into a building in downtown Houston, and this lovely young lady held the door for me. Uh, <laughs> did she say age before beauty? <laughs> no, but it was implied. <laughs> I uh, uh, I went to see no, uh, only gentlemen. Like I'm, I'm still I'm still waiting for the distinguished shock of great to hit each temple here. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Well, uh, hey, screw you because I've already got the distinguished shot of gray like Steve Martin entirely yeah. over my head, and I'm younger than you. Yeah. That's how that works. Just wait till you get the first distinguished shot of gray in. Other places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so we're going south now. No. Yeah, we are. This, this show is reaching new depths. <laughs> it really is. And it's, it's only totally appropriate for the famous sport. It, and, it, and it's only the first show of the year. <laughs> so, yeah, we got uh, a lot of this is a poor time for things to show. come, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, Terry, where are we time-wise? Is it about that time? It's almost that time. All right. Yes, exactly. All right, so we are, going to, we are going to take a break. We are going to try some rye whiskey in the next segment. And I then, rye whiskey. I know you do. That's why oh, I, I selected so it for this week just for just because I knew you liked it. You're so uh, kind. So we'll see if you like this one. Uh, but we'll get to that coming up. Also, Drinking News is right around the corner. You may remember our Drinking News teaser headline is, It's Time to Hand Out Some Awards. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Some very special Drinking News awards will be handed out Drinking on news. this program coming oh, up here in just a few moments. So uh, so this I feel like this is one of the more laid-back shows 
we've ever done. And I attribute it to the famous front porch. And the weather's great for this. The weather is perfect, yes. Wow. It's overcast. It's humid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's lovely. These cigars are not going to dry out. Mm. This is right. Not at all. all. So. I'm sorry. You go ahead. No, go ahead. No, No, I do. Following you, sir. (laughs) The jump in right there. I love it. Uh, You were saying, sir, before Mm. we ran out of time? Actually, I thought we were just about to finish the segment. I just, so I just want to just I was gonna point out that you. really they're just trying to get each other to talk so that they can smoke the cigar. That's You're really all they're right. doing. I've done a much <laughs> better job. I'm good I haven't smoke. had to relight my cigar on this show. So I realized and that usually... I was talking uh, like more than you because I had to relight my cigar. And I was uh-huh. like, what is wrong with the universe it, right now? The, what's, what's right with the universe is that I've kind of figured it out now. So we'll uh, take a pause with that, and we'll be right back. Smoking and Toasting on the air for 2024, show number 361. And what's up, New Orleans? We'll be right back. And welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are luxuriating. On the fam- uh, Ian, you still got your paper uh, oh, footer you on for there. That. I forgot there's a footer on that one. <laughs> uh, we are luxuriating. This cigar smells like paper. On the front porch. And nobody wants paper as one of their. I'm picking up uh, rich mocha notes and some burning paper. That's generally not not something you're looking for in your cigar. Uh, but we are, as I was saying, luxuriating on the front, the famous front porch of the one and only Jim Heim. And uh, Jim, thank you again for allowing us to do the show here. I did. We took a rather long break there, and I did switch cigars because my Rocky Patel was coming coming to an end. <coughs> so I have now gone with the New World Dorado from AJ Fernandez, previously mentioned in my list and in Cigar Aficionado's list. I have list. swapped to the Blackened. Also previously also mentioned in, in our list. list. And, yeah. and, uh, yes. and Jim just lit a new one as well. Uh, what, what is that one, Jim? The Fuente Short Story. That's the Arturo Fuente Short Story, yes. Yeah, uh, and they are very consistent, and we love that. So, um, Specs, where I uh, love to uh, shop, um, uh, is a the Specs that's near my house in Midtown uh, Houston is the huge one. So you can get lost in there, and what a wonderful it place! It is a candy store. For what a wonderful place to get lost! Uh, but they do from time to time. They will do bottle picks, and this whiskey that we're about to try is a Specs bottle pick. And so, thank you to yeah, the Doc Specs Swinson's. whiskey expert. So it's Doc Swinson's uh, rye whiskey. It is a full. Uh, it is a single barrel straight rye, and it is. Uh, I'm excited to try this because. I don't know. It just looks. Sometimes you get a bottle, and it just looks good. This you know looks what I'm like about? old school snake yeah. oil. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. It's just exactly. They, they kind of captured that that old west. Like you just drove up with a horse pulling a van. Yeah, and uh, and it got some oil. Uh, got some tonics got to some sell. Tonics, right? So <laughs> yeah. they, you know they went straight for that. You know they yeah. they did that on purpose. Hmm. Mm. The bottle's beautiful, though. Like it's it it's it's a black label with gold raised lettering on it. Uh, it's got its entry date and it's it just looks very whiskey like. Uh, barrel number uh, twenty two thousand and four proof at one fourteen. Oh well, uh, th- th- that's not much. Yeah, well, <laughs> specs single barrel selections. What does it say here on the back? This barrel was hand selected by a small group of. Epic people who found it just too good to pass up. Oh, I love it. If they couldn't say no, should you? 
That's, That's what great. it's on here. That is awesome. I love that. So, <laughs> uh, and I will just mention, I'm a big fan of Rise, and I know that Jim is as well. So that's one of the reasons I uh, picked this bottle for this show. Uh, but you're oh, you're smells. a fan of the Rye as well. It smells you? spicy bubblegum, mm-hmm. like which is right kind of a Rye thing, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, no, Rye it's beautiful. Very, very frequently and, have you that. Know, bubblegum is one of those things that like people are like, "What whiskey gets that a lot?" And it's really, really a nice flavor. Hmm. It is. Oh, and it's oily. Look at how it sticks to the glass. Oh. And oily, it, it even has a little bit of an oily consistency is, to it, which is not a bad thing. This is cinnamon bubble gum, and, uh, and it's sweet and delicious, and a little spicy on the tail end. It leaves like a little... A little tang kind of thing going on there, not Jim, tang like the drink. Jim, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on Almost the ride? A leathery kind I of like thing. It. <laughs> See, this is why it was so fun having Jim on the show when he was the guest host, because he doesn't mince any words. He just gets right to it. Well, it's like I've said about beer before. Yeah, beer good. Yes, you. Uh, that is that is one of my favorite sayings of yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely love it. No, it is good. It is, it is very complex. Oh my gosh, it is just it goes oh so well with goes well with it. Yeah, and and it goes well with this one as well. Again, I'm smoking the New World Dorado, the Robusto, and it just as another one of Ian's sayings goes, forms like Voltron. This yeah, this is a sweet rye that really, really is like on its own. We're drinking this neat. No ice, no water. Um, would be interesting, actually, to try a little drop. Oh, of water. I have a little bit of water. Do you? Here. Let's yes, try it. Would you like? Well, while we have a moment left in this segment, let's try a little splash of water. It should be just melted to get a couple drops. Mm-hmm. I will let you pour, and I'll talk about it while you pour yours. Oh, well, that's quite a bit, but that's all right. <laughs> Jim's like, I don't know if I want water in my. I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> Yelling at me. Sometimes uh, just a little bit of water will really open up the flavors. We'll though. reveal it this will, in indeed. the next segment. Because mm-hmm. we do have to. Ooh, we have to wrap. Drinking news is next, and we'll talk about this oh. coming up on Smoking a Toaster. Oh, perfect. Oh. back. It's my favorite segment of the show. It's the Drinking News segment. We'll be getting to that in just a moment. But first of all, I think the last thing Ian said in the uh, previous segment was, damn. Oh, okay. So a little bit of water. So this was great to begin with, okay? All right. So what we're talking about here is this Doc rye. Swenson's Doc Swenson's rye. This is a single barrel rye. And it's a special uh, barrel uh, that Specs Yeah, picked, this but- is a barrel pick from uh, Specs, uh, Specs Single Barrel Selections. And it is outrageously good. Neat. With a little splash of water, it opens up into wow, it really does. way more complexity. It's so good. Doc Swenson just cures what ails you. I just yeah, it That's does right. It does keep right in with that tonic and and uh, snake oil salesman. Like it doesn't bod. lose the bubble gum or the cinnamon, but it adds a little like slightly chocolatey undertone, and that spice, that rye spice, just follows all the way through. This tastes like. So- this tastes a bit like Christmas. Uh, uh, perfect, perfect timing since we're uh, you know recording right in the middle of the holidays. So not quite coming down off. Of Christmas, That's right. Thank you. Thank you. We're keeping uh, it going. I just want to mention, by the way, I realize that you know we have listeners all over the world. Uh, in fact, uh, hi Sao Paulo, uh, but we have listeners all over the world, and so you may not be able to get this particular. Bottle. So we did a little sort of a Chris Hart number on you this this uh, this time. However, I would like to encourage you 
whatever your shop is, wherever you go to buy, when they do a barrel selection of something, if it's something that's kind of in your taste. In your wheelhouse. Yeah, in yeah. your wheelhouse. Always try it because these barrel selections are not done by the flunky who just started working there last week. Yeah. These are done by their expert in whatever it is, in whiskey and tequila and rum. And this is and, just with specs? Is this one just This one specs? is just available. Now, you can get Doc Swenson's yes. and, and their rye now, keep in uh, mind, a lot of places. But, but if this. you go buy a bottle of Doc Swenson's, it's probably going to have some of these qualities. Absolutely. Yes. But because this is a particular barrel. This is a particular barrel yeah. that's going to have this, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, just happy we have a whole bottle here. <laughs> yeah, so this bottle looks great. It was a uh, wax covered, and but it opened up actually way easier than I expected. Yeah, it well, to. Uh, <laughs> some whiskey just wants to be consumed. That's right; it wants to be opened. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we start a brand new year, and we start it with a segment that you know and love called "Drinking News." Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, Do you know what to say, Jim? You need a mic. To the bed. I had to take my gator to the bed. You're going to need that mic. See, you got your hands full. Let me set that up. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, what happened to your gator pet? <laughs> drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. I've been drinking. <laughs> Remember we once... Well, and that's the point, actually. Cheers, y'all. Um, Perfect. But that's You're the point, great. because drinking news... Up, drinking drinking I, news I, I, is the segment of the show where we bring you a story that is often, sometimes, about drinking. Not always. But is always best enjoyed if you've been drinking. And most people don't get the line exactly right, so you're yeah. good. <laughs> um, Ian, I hope that that didn't bump the new song out of your head. Are you we have okay? a new song? Yes, we have a new song. Oh. Uh, we'll get to it. Hang on, hang on. We'll get to it. Welcome to a brand new year. And welcome to a new tradition on drinking news. As this segment has inexplainably grown in popularity over the last couple of years Drinking we've decided news tradition we've decided that it's time to give back to the people who have made it all possible yes we should recognize mr ian barry for his excellence with the ukulele and his artistry at writing and performing the drinking news theme song we should mention all of those who have contributed across the weeks with an artfully rendered version of the line i had to take my gator to the vet Jim, unfortunately, you don't fall into that category just yet, but we'll get you there. <laughs> it's practice. You have to practice these lines. But most importantly, it rhymed. It did rhyme. True, you're, true. you're correct, and, and it was it was that a was, wonder. It was, was a wonderful ad lib. That was pulling out a save right yes, there. Yes, it was, and very. And I should say, well done. Yes, well done. Of course. <laughs> but most importantly, we must thank the Dunning Kruger effect specimens who populate drinking news. If you're not familiar with the Dunning-Kruger effect, it is basically the phenomena where people with limited competence in a particular area regularly overestimate their abilities. It is those people without whom there would be no drinking news, and we've decided to celebrate them with a new yearly awards presentation. Kind of like the Grammys for really stupid people. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Smoking and Toastin's first annual... 
Florida Awards. Florida. Oh, Florida. We pick only the best from you. Florida. This may surprise you. It's the first time I've ever performed. Oh, Florida. It's Florida Awards on Drinking News. Am I supposed to stand and salute? Or I put think my you hand should. over my heart. I think you put your <laughs> hand over your heart for sure. Yeah. Maybe to just make sure your heart's still beating. <laughs> I wanted uh, I wanted it to be anthematic, right? It was wonderful. That Did you, you say anthematic. Yes. <laughs> anthemic, I think is the word. <laughs> anthematic. <laughs> but you have done you have anthematic and look, I don't know you, how to say this guys, but uh You've outdone yourself, is what I will say. I will point out as we move into smoking the toast and listen, first guys. This will surprise you, but it took me almost twelve minutes to write that. Okay. Okay. Well, thank I'm you. Just letting you know. I thank you for your dedication. Thanks for, th- <laughs> thanks for thinking about it in the car on the way here. <laughs> so I'll point out before we begin that you do not have to live in Florida or even be in Florida. To win a Florida award, you simply have to embody the spirit, the spirit of Florida, of Florida and the world-renowned uh, Florida man. I want you to know that when I sat down to write that song, like my songwriting process is, I sat down with a sheet of paper and I wrote all the things that Florida makes me think of. Yeah, and I put, of course, gators, and I put swamps and manatees and meth on this list, <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh and then that's goodness. and then that's what it distilled down to. Just so you know, I never, never, never Disney. I appreciate <laughs> Disneyland is on the list somewhere too. But I you just, didn't mention meth in the song. I, no, I, there's there's verses that we'll put in for next year. I I do appreciate. I was that, a little rushed on that peek behind the curtain at the creative process. Yeah. It's wonderful. This is kind of like behind the music here. Right. Yeah, there's there's when, a sheet. I'll take a picture yeah. of it. We can post it when we return. Trouble. Descends on Ian and his drinking news song. <laughs> when behind the music continues. Uh, all right, so I just want to point out before you uh, again that you don't have to be in Florida or from Florida to uh, to qualify. You simply have to have the spirit of Florida, and you have to have made it onto a 2023 report on drinking news. So here we go with the 2023 Drinking News Florida Awards. The Florida Assault with a Tasty Weapon Award goes to 24-year-old Dalton Reed, who attacked the manager at a Clearwater Family Dollar Store with a lollipop. Florida. Runner-up is the Florida man from Marion County who assaulted his wife with a slice of pizza. Florida. The Florida Award for Attempted Murder with a Drink that Still Had More Taste Than Michelob Ultra goes to Florida woman Veronica Klein who tried to poison her baby daddy with a cocktail spiked with Raid Ant and Roach Spray. Oh. <laughs> you may remember that story. Yeah, I've never tasted anything like that. <laughs> a Texas man named Paul takes our next Florida award. Texas man. The Florida award for trouser snake trouble. <laughs> Paul arranged to have his penis injected with lip filler, <laughs> and instead of having it give him the girth he so desired... Wound up making his one-eyed willy worm, and we're quoting him here, a big, squishy, lumpy disaster. End quote. Um, who'd have thunk it, right? None of those words, except for perhaps big or anything you ever want. Don't you they know. have pills for that? Yeah. <laughs> and Drinking News would like to congratulate Florida man Corey Johnson, who, 
after getting secret messages from the president beamed directly into his brain. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Stole a pickup truck and drove to Cape Canaveral to warn, gov- warn government officials that there were U.S. aliens fighting Chinese dragons and the Space Force needed to do something about it pronto. Aliens fighting dragons. Corey receives the Florida Scouts Honor Award for Alien and Dragon Preparedness. Look, you know, the problem with that is that he chose to do it right now under this president. Now, if you'd have told me Trump did that, I I might believe it. (laughs) The Florida Award for if you're going to drink at Walmart, at least get something that doesn't taste like camel urine, goes to James John Perez of Sebastian, Florida, who stole pants several pairs of socks, and a pocket knife from Walmart, and then proceeded to celebrate his crime spree by sitting on the floor and opening up and drinking a six-pack of Smirnoff ice. Florida, Walmart, I'm so confused what to say. (laughs) We will fully admit that Walmart does not have the greatest selection of beverages, but even a Bud Light would have made the ride to jail in the patrol car have a better aftertaste than Smirnoff ice. And then there's the Florida Award for... Ice is in right now. No, wait, that guy <laughs> wait, 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 that was the early 2000s. Yeah, that was like 1999, I oh, think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ice was 90% of the don't drink that list the other day. <laughs> it was. I'm just impressed with the fact that he stole some pants. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> maybe he was wearing them. And then there's the Florida Award for showing a deceased marsupial whose boss presented to 45-year-old Robert Wilcox, a Florida man. Uh, from last week's drinking news, who was arrested for pooping on a dead possum in rush hour traffic. Dead marsupial be down. And poop. And finally, yes. Yes, we've gone full circle in this uh, conversation that, now. That was professional right there. <laughs> Call back. And finally, the Florida Award for the most outstanding group poop goes to four Florida women who got into a knockdown dragout brawl with the manager of a Papa Bee's wing place in Longwood. Papa Bee's wings. After being accused of clogging the restaurant's toilet, the fight featured kicking, clawing. Clogging. We're not talking about the dance. Pulling of hair and using cups, salt, and pepper shakers and chairs as flying projectiles because no one was going to accuse them of willful destruction of a porcelain figure. Even if they did. Congratulations, ladies. You have secured yourself a spot in the Drinking News Florida Awards Hall of Fame. Florida, oh Florida, we pick only the best from you. Florida, oh Florida, it's Florida Awards on Drinking News. And those are just some of the stories that we brought you in 2023. One can only imagine that 2024 will continue to be rich with the antics of those in and who identify with the Sunshine State. Because, of course it will. Because Florida. And drinking news. Reporting live from Florida, USA, where there's very clearly something in the water. Let's hope it's not poop or Smirnoff ice. My name is Cruz, and that is your... Drinking news, drinking news. Now's the time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. I'll drink to that. (laughs) (laughs) I like big beer. Yeah, it is a big beer. So so yeah, that was that was just a little uh, you know uh, a way to sort of recap the year. I like that. That was. I enjoy that. 
and fresh drinking news stories will be on their way to you with the next episode. I promise. How about beer? Such Let's a good do beer in drinking news. It oh. was a good year in drinking yeah, news. This beer looks <laughs> awesome. So Ian is now pouring <clears throat> Psycho Brewing's Rare Dose or Rare Dos. D-O-S. It's a whiskey barrel-aged imperial stout. The brewery is from St. Petersburg, Florida. And this is, I don't believe this is the first beer of theirs we've had. I think we've No, had, we've had Psycho Brewing. had them on before, yeah. And this just looks to me, Ian, at first glance... Like something that is right in your wheelhouse. This is something I would drink floating down the river in Texas. Here. Speaking of drinking, I just want to mention that while Ian was performing the Florida Awards song during Drinking News, I got to go back to this rye whiskey. I was going back. Wow. In fact, By the way, I my noticed, cigar is still smoking. Wow, this is good. Yeah, nicely done. In nicely fact, done. I noticed that uh, there's still some whiskey left in there. We're going to mm-hmm. fix that. Okay. That, yeah, that whiskey is not showing off as evaporative properties. No, the, no, it's not. Yeah. And Jim, I see your uh, your whiskey cup apparently has a hole in it, so uh, yeah. we may need to rectify <laughs> that. Oh, mercy. <laughs> All right, so are you saying oh, mercy because of have, have the tried this hole yet? in his whiskey cup or because of the uh, Imperial Stout? Have you tried this Imperial Stout I yet? have not. Mm. I so, love Imperial Stout. Um, this just this, smells thick and, and You mentioned and barley wine. This yeah. has that... Very barley wine like uh, fig slash. Oh, it sure does. Date like ridiculous wow. darkness yes. to it. Yes, it's so good. Jim, what's your barrel aged imperial stout aged over one year? Um, it says here, according to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. Good to know. That's yeah. I mean, like. No, there doesn't happen to be any women out on the famous porch. Right <laughs> no, that's here. true. At the moment. <laughs> yeah, the moment. Right. Jim, what are your uh, thoughts on this while well, we have a moment left? I agree with the, the figs and uh, whatever else. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with stuff. What he said. It's good. I'm going to drink it no, now. Figs and dates. and <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. yes. It is woody. It is bourbony. Yeah. It, well, you can obviously tell that this has been resting in yeah. bourbon barrels because it's got... Like, that. I don't think they emptied the bourbon barrels before they poured this beer in. And it doesn't have... <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a brewed boilermaker. Yeah, it kind of is. It does it kind not of have is. a uh, percentage on it, but I'm going to guess this at well above 10, probably 12-ish. Yeah, it would almost it's have boozy to be. and it's would delicious. almost have to be. All right, got to take a break. We'll talk more about this in our final segment as we uh, wrap up. Uh, show number one of the brand new year. It's smoking a toast. Welcome back. It's smoking a toast. Oh my goodness! I, I love every moment I've ever spent on Jim Himes. This porch rocks. Me too. It's There's just, a certain yeah. mojo. And you spend more time on it than any of us. So. There's a certain mojo on this porch. Like yeah. you've smoked this porch in, right? And and when I when I told you Ian about coming here and doing a show on the front porch, I'm sure you thought, okay, that'll be fun. But but no, there is a special mojo going on here. I feel like I'm going to take a piece of this, like at least in um, in in essence, back to my back porch. You know, every time you go away, you take a piece <laughs> of Jim Himes' front porch with you. Oh, I see. We're yeah, going back yeah, to the yeah, '80s yeah. this night. <laughs> Uh, that's so sad that both of us knew what that was. <laughs> it's so sad. Immediately. There was no question. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Adam, I just want to just add that in. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I don't uh, know what they're talking about. Uh, that's that's good. That's good. Just keep saying that. You're probably better off that way. <laughs> I, uh, I just want to mention that this rare dose or rare dos uh, is not only a wonderful. Wonderful Imperial Stout. I looked it up on Beer Advocate. It's coming in at ten percent. So okay. I was, uh, well, I, I believe every percentage. It's as boozy as big. Uh, Ian, if you could hold the bottle up, though, mm-hmm. there's a very interesting contradiction, a conundrum, if you will. The beer is called Rare Dose. We'll call it Dose and say that it's two, Spanish for two. But if you see in the uh, in the uh, lines there on the front in of it, the graphic, yeah, it says there's an R, and then there's a one. Well, if it's rare dose, shouldn't it be R and a two? I I feel like they've done this to confuse us and make us continue to go back to the beer to try to find. They're the they're making me go back to the beer. This mm-hmm. is outrageously good. This is this is an imperial stout that's as close to a barley wine as anything I've had, and I you're love right about this. That. Yeah, and I, I know you're a barley wine fan. I love barley wines. I love the sweet. This is so sticky. If we dropped it on the porch and one of these chairs was sitting in that spot. You may never be able to move that chair again. Like, so be careful. This those, is a- those chairs don't need to be moved. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so it, I, I know I'm putting you on the spot. Didn't prep this at all, but any New Year's resolutions that you guys have made for the new year? I just made one. I'm going to find more of this of the rare dose. <laughs> this is okay. So this is twenty five dollars for a bomber. Okay? okay, that's pretty expensive beer. Yes, it is. Um, but this is 100% worth it. This is special well, and amazing. And it's one of the reasons that we will occasionally spend that much on a bottle and try it out on the show is to let you know, hey, if you see this uh, on the shelf, yeah, is it worth it? Like, is it worth it? Because, and it was funny, our buddy Alan Denny texted us the other day, texted you and me both, mm-hmm. about a bottle he was looking at on the shelf and said, should I splurge? And it's it's an interesting question. Now, unfortunately... He was looking at a bottle from the brewery. I had not had that particular one. Well, here's the thing. If it's from the brewery, and we're talking about B-R-E-U-R-Y. Right. The brewery. Um, I'll buy it. Well, and like, that was essentially what I said. Haven't had that one, but you pretty much can't go wrong. That brewery is so good that like, anytime I see something from this, like, it's like when you see something made by A.J. Fernandez. You just right. buy it. You don't think about right. it. Right. Don't, I don't ask a lot of questions. Right. I it's, just make the purchase. That brewery is so good. Jim, any uh, New Year's resolutions uh, for you? No. <laughs> I love that because uh, because I've always thought New Year's resolutions were so kind of silly. I have one. I'm yeah. going to come here and sit on Jim's porch a little more often. Oh, well. Oh, nice. That's going to happen. Nice. That's an excellent one. Uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Even though well, I don't believe in those, but that's yeah. good. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of them because you either make ones that are so easy that you know you'll be able to keep them. Or you make ones that you won't be able to and keep. And when your wife calls over. and says, that strange guy's on a porch again, and the police come up, I'll be like, look, I was invited here once. <laughs> you only have to be once. invited once. Yeah. And then that becomes the standing, standing invitation. invitation. Uh, and then my so, wife will just have to deal with the consequences. So, Jim, when you, when you bought this house, did you look at the front porch and go, oh, yeah. You know, it's interesting you would say that, Cruz, because... When Elaine and I, we lived in this neighborhood for nine years before we actually bought this house. And we, I used to jog in those days. And uh, I would jog right past here, and I never really noticed this house. But when, when it came on the market, we came down here, and literally we walked right inside the front door. 
of course, observing the porch. And it's like, yeah, this is the house. This is the this one. This is an happy, old school happy, badass front porch. Happy uh-huh. wife, happy life. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Well, what year, what year is this from? Do you know? Well, I was here, so I should probably remember. <laughs> it was uh, 22 years ago. No, I mean, it looks like it was built in probably like, you know, before the 60s, this house. This house was built in uh, 1919. I was very young. How awesome. I was very young. You were close. You were close, Terry. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Well, before the 60s. Before the oh, yeah. 60s. Oh, yeah. Every house That's in this right. neighborhood was built before, before the 60s. Except well, for that one across the second street. Board. <laughs> Except that monstrosity yeah. across the street. There. Second well, board, G. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I just want to thank you for making it all the way into 2024 with us. And, Jim, I want to thank you for uh, your standing invitation. To enjoy cigars on the front porch. You're uh, it, this has been the most laid-back edition of the show, I think, ever. And I love that. Uh, at 361, this is our most laid-back. This is beautiful. Uh, we've had some beautiful things to drink. We've had some beautiful things to smoke. And you guys have been beautiful. Happy New Year's. Stay cool, and we'll see you next week. Until we uh, drink with you again, my friends. Cheers, y'all. Cheers, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.